Welcome to Conversations with Z and Vindesh, a weekly discussion that explores common life challenges and offers practical solutions. Learn more at dharmamedia.com. That's D-H-A-R-M-A media.com. Hi, and welcome to Conversations with Master Z and Caitlin. Yeah, that's right. I'm filling in for Vin this week. He's in India with his family, having a great time. We just checked in with him, so everything is all good there. We can't wait to hear about his stories when he comes back to the podcast. But we really wanted to keep the topics going, especially in light of some news that we received, uh, that Master Z received uh, from our community member, Peace, who's been on this podcast before. He's just such a light. We really enjoy having him here. But he recently lost his brother, and he's asked Master Z to speak at his brother's funeral. And that's just like we've been talking here behind the scenes. You know, that's something about the transiency of life. And I know that we talk about that topic a lot, but it just seems like there's always these little reminders. And uh, well, Z, you you said that there was something more specific that you wanted to talk about in light of Peace's brother passing. So I'm going to go ahead and turn the platform over to you. Hey, Caitlin, thanks. Just again, uh, Vin is out of country right now, but he's always with us. And um, I, I, I talked to him when he's over in India, and I wanted him to look up some friends. Hopefully he can do that while he's enjoying himself and just more or less just wishing him the best over there. His family's over there and hanging out. The little girls get to see their motherland, um, see how they handle that. Hopefully that'll be a humbling experience. Um, and so that'll be great. But I did the, the funeral for Peace's brother, uh, Michael. And um, they're only 11 months apart, and they're both uh, well under 40 years old. And I've been to many memorial services and have participated in in different capacities. Um, This one, for whatever reason, really, really bothered me. Caitlin, you met Michael when he came in, when he was in the, the throes of cancer last year. And I had shared with him that I... My experience said that he would maybe make it to Christmas unless there was extraordinary changes in intervention. Um, and he made it to February. Young man, two-year-old child, a loving wife, partner. And his mom and dad had done everything right to raise some of the coolest young men I've ever met. You've met him just very, they did everything right under the worst of conditions. Uh, it was all hands on deck, raising them and, and, and making a, a prosperous future available for these young men. And they did well. They did. I'm just really honored to know them. Uh, Peace had mentioned to me that his brother had passed, and we were expecting it. And then he asked me if I could stand in for him and speak at his brother's service. Uh, of course, I said, yeah, just without question. And I spent that, those days preparing for his brother's funeral by channeling him. I didn't know his brother that well, other than having met him, but I know him a lot better. We've been hanging out a lot. I know Peace a lot better than I know his brother. But I just channeled him. 
And so many things came up. Um, I know what it's like to lose a brother. I know specifically what it's like to lose an older brother who you were very close to. And I know the nature of life, that wherever there's life, death is always following us. But this bothered me because working with people every day and, and being in this program that we're trying to do or this ideology we hold of trying to extend human life, mitigate suffering. And I found that one of the greatest sufferings in our life is what we bring into our life by not having gratitude for the moments that we have, not being in the now, thinking that we'll always be able to make it up or compensate for it or lose ourselves in idleness, quarreling, pettiness. And then we become the children of yesterday. That's who the dead are. There are no tomorrows. There's no now. Every memory, everything you ever did was yesterday. It was in the past. There will be no more future. There will be no hope, no dream, no plan, no looking forward to. Everything that everyone that ever loved you holds of you was all of yesterday. And that will be the fate of all of us at one point. In knowing that, I have found that being grateful extends your now. When I came back from that funeral and the first days here, Caitlin, it took so much just to not melt in sorrow, mixed up with a bunch of other things, joy, hope despair, watching you and the crew, all of you guys, all the same age. And to me, older children, because my kids are your age. And I thought about the parents who were younger than me, by the way, who had outlived their child. And there was a pain that the mother bore that was indescribable, and I've seen this before. And we want to do our best to avoid introducing that undue suffering onto anybody. It's going to be enough that we leave the people we love. That's going to be enough. But what compounds and causes that pain to radiate is that when you had now, you didn't enjoy it. You didn't worship it. You didn't honor it. You didn't revere it and say, I am this lowly being. I am blessed with such a treasure of today. Just living in gratitude. Think about the people that love you and that you love and that you like. And could you give them a little more time by letting go of bad habits, for example? You talked about a young lady whose lifestyle caused her to be uh, very diseased and unhealthy early in life. And, and I'm not sure how each person expresses gratitude and devotion 
one of the ways that, that, that has been shown to me is to always see the beauty of the moment and realize that you are unworthy of it. And when you realize your unworthiness, you show even more gratitude. It's like you're walking down the street and suddenly a, you stumbled across a bag with a million dollars in it. That's the way you should treat every day of life and the people you love. That you were gifted by them. And, and, and this is being in the now. It is what is prescribed in the Yoga Sutras of Patanjali is the first sutra, the sutra of now. And you'd be surprised at how many problems are eliminated when you become that devotee of now. Look to the left, the right, the front, the rear. You look to your 12, your 6, your 9, your 3 o'clock, and all around you are reasons to be grateful. Your loved ones are there. Do you greet them in the evening with gratitude? Do you see them off with blessings and I wish you the best? Because when they leave that door, that might be the last time you see them. There's a good possibility. When you wait for them in the evening, that may be an endless wait. Imagine if, if yesterday called them. They're not coming home tonight. But when they left that morning, that was the last thing you would say. I want us who are opt-outs to really think that way and then you, you see what happens to you that you tend to have an aversion for conflict, an aversion for war. And you hear those that are subjects of yesterday banging the drums of conflict, despair, war, and you can read through it. In a conversation the other day with a dear friend, I was just presenting a question. I said, what is this drumbeat for war? That How do we get caught up into that? Over and over you hear China, 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 Iran, China, Iran, North Korea. You know what? I've shared with you that I was in the military. And what I found in the military and what was affirmed to me is there were no enemies. You have to travel far and wide, harassed heavy-handedly, abused unrelentingly to have the enemies that want to come and hurt you, or to seek retribution. How about those of us who are knowledgeable reject this constant narrative of war? They want to send $16 billion or $60 billion to Ukraine for more fighting, more fuel for the fire, more gas on the fire. When if you stood back and see that that conflict cannot be resolved by adding more fuel to the fire, but withdrawing fuel from the fire. Peaceful resolution. Turn your energy inward and make your nation a better nation. Make your block a better block. If you can't do that, make your home a better home. If you can't do that, Make yourself a better person because it starts with us, intelligent, clear-minded observers, dispassionate observers of the world that we live in. And when you pull back and you see what is your role, your role is to buy in, 
or to not buy in, to invest or to divest from that that is destructive, that that is ignorant, that that is diseased. Because it all ends the way it ended for Michael. <clears throat> A funeral, tears, and no more tomorrows. So while we have now, let's really get into now. Find a reason to spend more time loving the people you're with. <clears throat> and since then, I've been thinking of this old song. I think it was, uh, I forget who wrote it, but I love the performance of it by Luther Vandross. And I'm going to read the lyrics to that song because we can't play the song. So I believe Caitlin has given me the nod. We can read the lyrics. And this is true. This is a simple truth for all of us. The lyrics go like this. What the world needs now is love, sweet love. It's the only thing that there's just too little of. What the world needs now is love, sweet love. No, not just some, but for everyone. Lord, we don't need another mountain. There are mountains and hillsides enough to climb. There are oceans and rivers enough to cross, enough to last till the end of time. What the world needs now is love, sweet love. It's the only thing that there's too little love. What the world needs now is love, sweet love. No, not just for some, but for everyone. Lord, we don't need another meadow. There are cornfields and wheat fields enough to grow. There are sunbeams and moonbeams enough to shine. Oh, listen, Lord, if you want to know, what the world needs now is love, sweet love. It's the only thing that there's too little of. What the world needs now is love, sweet love. No, not just for some, oh, but just for every, every one. It's that simple. As Rumi said, for all the things you'll ever do or face or pursue in life, for all the inventions, for all the treasures, for all the accomplishments, for all the architecture, the most important thing is love. And it takes the children of yesterday to remind us of that. Walk past a graveyard, a cemetery, a mausoleum, there's no more tomorrow for them. But for you, for me, there's an opportunity. Right now, there's an opportunity to immerse ourselves, to smother ourselves, to drown in love. And I felt it because in order to feel something, you have to have an opposition. There's energy always exists. Even the absence of energy is a kind of an energy. So when I witnessed the suffering of that family, the sadness of that family, and I walked in here and saw the joy of you guys, it made it real clear what is the source of joy. The source of joy is the, the now, the radiance, the emanation. What is the source of grief is the end of that. That is the source of great grief and suffering. And so we want to keep the door closed to that that brings us grief and suffering. 
and keep the door in our heart open to that that brings us value, love, joy, and meaning. When we hear all this beating for war, that is only suffering and misery and ugliness. Don't buy into it. Don't rest into it. There are no enemies unless you create them. Avoid that. Try and be as either pleasant or unremarkable as possible when you encounter people. You cannot argue anyone into submission. Arguing will not bring you closer to someone. Learn to have healthy discourse. Learn to accept healthy critique and criticism. And be one to offer it with a humble heart, an open mind, and a considerate and compassionate perspective so that we can grow better together or grow healthy apart. Because for all of us, there's a limit to the days. We have a limited number of tomorrows. And we have a set number of yesterdays, memories, things that we've created, and that's what you're making right now, is what all the things that were worth living, we're doing that right now. Well, Kaylin, the message that I've always shared, of course, comes from the, the philosophical construct that I have in my own mind that was born of many losses, right? Uh, some very horrific losses that the next day, the tomorrow after yesterday, what's left, the, the, the way the world looks. And, and, and I want to share first before I answer just where my viewpoint has come from. So I turn to kind of uh, Aboriginal Eastern classical philosophy as a means of survival. The Taoism, the Tai Chi, the Buddhism, uh, for me, had a dynamic message that I could get through things, even with tears in my eyes, even with the fog and the opaqueness of life, even with the disappointments of the moment, that I could bear it better. That's what it did. And so comforting the grieving mothers, brothers, children, being with the person upon the expiration of their life, the last breath. Each one so painful, so different, but then each day so soothing, and each week a little more soothing. And it was a different kind of soothing. It was now I'm familiar with it. It was like jumping into ice water. And once you are sitting there for a while, it is more tolerable, but it's still ice water. So the soothing comes from time. But the circumstances don't necessarily change that much because they're gone. That hole in space still exists. Nature pours a vacuum, so something has to fill that. So open-heartedness is oftentimes the therapy for that, the surrender. And I would say, be very honest. Don't embellish what I've said to my best friend who died of cancer. To the reason I do this as a teacher, I lost to the cancer. Uh, many, many others, clients, students, friends, for going through a journey of a chronic disease 
or even sometimes a sudden catastrophic loss. Right now is fortifying you so that you can be better at coping with tomorrow when tomorrow presents you with yesterday. Is in that moment, call people up, like them, hang out with your friends, avoid arguing and dissent for no reason other than ego gratification. Crush and destroy Crush and destroy any part of the ego that makes you feel like you're entitled to any damn thing. You are not titled, entitled to be loved, to be cared for. People care for you and like you just on a damn whim. You're just fortunate. I came back the other day, Caitlin, and, and I told you guys, when I saw you guys hanging out with each other in true friendship and connection. Like at that moment, I knew every one of those young people would look after each other in that moment. Each one of you guys would do something for each other like family. That's as good as it gets. And then it's gone and all you have is a memory of that moment. So make those memories. Do those things. If you get diagnosed with a life-threatening disease, Hunker down for the good fight. And if death calls you and it's your time, walk there upright with a tear in your eye and look at the people that love you and make sure that you left nothing on the table, nothing unsaid, nothing unexpressed. If somebody asked you, do you love me? Honestly, be able to say I do. And they said, how can I love you better for your intimate partner? Love them the way that they understand your love, not in an encrypted, mystic, ciphered way. Forget all these love language books and all that. Just fucking be there. My little one, one of my little ones, my eight-year-old has been sick for a few days. And because of what I've been through, the trauma of it, I always think about them dying. So whenever they get sick, whenever they get a strap, I say, what if they die? So I hold their hand. I, I linger in time with them. My wife and I have been alternating sleeping in bed with them, just cuddling. And I do it for a different reason. She is not as familiar with yesterday as I am. Only through her father did she get introduced to that. So I hold on. I know I look in my children's face and I wonder, is this the last time they'll look in my face? That's what it does to you. That's what yesterday does. It fucks you up. But it also makes you so appreciative. And Caitlin, you guys are, are, are ahead of the curve in a lot of ways because you guys are already seeking out grounding philosophies things that home you in, things that locate you in the universe. And when you have knowledge passed on through thousands and thousands of years, not necessarily dogmatic belief systems, but ideologies that help you navigate being human and our short lives together. Because I want to extend every second into a year. Right? 
I'm preparing all of you guys for me not being here. Why do I do that? Because I, I have been through it too much. And I feel lucky, fortunate. Again, I feel like I've won a weird contest that me, a soldier, revolutionary fighter, in your face, uncompromising, whatever dude, lived to be this old. I had no plan to be this old. And it made clear to me now, as I work with you guys, that I can share something with you guys that might be useful. When I met Peace, hell, I wanted to adopt him. I, he is like a son to me. Just immediately, I, you hear about adoptions where they find some kid, you know, at the airport or on the street starving, and you stumble across him on the beach, and you just realize that's your kid. That's how I felt about Peace when I met him. He has a wonderful family, loving family, but we just hit it off. And I learned from him, and I feel like he's one of my sons, like you are one of my daughters. And when I, when I saw and witnessed the funeral for Michael, it just welled my heart up. And, and I felt that we need to say these things. I am estranged from my daughter for reasons beyond my understanding. And having you here is like having my daughter here. I tease you, I harass you, because that's who I am. That's how I would do it. But I trust you, I love you, and I want the best for you. So in the years to come, when I'm part of yesterday, remember that, okay? And all of our folks, and, and the mission that we're on is to extend our days. That's what we mean to mitigate human suffering. We cannot stop human suffering, but we can create a levy. We can create dams, and we can give each other time. That's what I do with the wellness the lifestyle thing is I want to give us time. We can do nothing about fate, that wayward mistress known as fate, as the Vedas say, will visit you at the least opportune time. There will be a car wreck, a plane crash. There will be a sickness, an illness, a slip and fall, an accident. There'll be a random act of horror that will bring us into yesterday. But less those things, less the intervention of fate, we affect everything in our life. And what the world needs now is love. Not weak love, strong love, firm love, reliable. I can count on you. I got your back. I support you. I see through the veil of ignorance. I can suppress my ego for love. I can do it. We can do it. We can say what we need to say now. We can do what we need to do now. We can be present now. We can hold each other now. We can support each other now. We can tell each other to fuck off now because I'll be right back. You messed up, but I'm never going to leave you. I got your back. We can do all of that now. 
you made me mad and here's why and now it's done and we're, let's go have dinner, let's go have lunch and we're still here because we got today, we got right now. And before we become children of yesterday, we're going to make the best days, we're going to plan for tomorrow, we're going to have the best time we can. We're going to be as fit as we can, as intelligent as we can, as kind, as clearly individual as we can. We're going to challenge each other in the best, healthiest ways we can to be the best we can for now. Because that's what we got. You know what I mean? We're going to eat healthy now. We're going to source our food now. We're going to enlighten each other now. We're going to inspire. We're going to keep each other aware. Uh, We're going to be, we're going to opt out now. Really, that's why I really believe that. As I watched again in my lifetime, again, this endless drumbeat to war, and I ask all the opt-outs, avoid all of this with intelligence. China is not your enemy. Russia is not your enemy. Look outside your window. Travel a little bit around your city or your state and see what is the real problem. The real problem seems to be the same thing. Politicians and the the nature of the low ego nature of people. That's where all the trouble's coming from. Who messed up the food? Wasn't China. Who messed up the, the energy here? Who messed up the economy? We went along with it. Somebody did and we went along with it. So wouldn't we want to just fix ourselves? Wouldn't we want to divest from the things that are undermining our life? Even the narrative we have, the quick finger pointing, blame this one, blame that one, that's the cause, or pathologizing. I I see these offerings on social media where it's man versus women. So we pathologize male and female. Then we pathologize intelligence and science. It's all bad. It's evil. It's this and that. It's corrupt. Is it all? Or we keep listening to the same people. The government and the politicians have consistently failed us as a common republic. Let's say this this year. Let me look around the world. Your politicians have failed you. The economy is in a death spiral. So we have to pull ourselves away because the decisions of politicians that people who sided with different people went along with. None of them are good people. Let's just put, that's just something about the nature of that work robs a person of their human decency. I don't know that that would take a whole political study to figure that out. The justice system has collapsed. And what this particular republic runs on is the momentum of an idea. It's like enough people have the idea that this is a free society, that it kind of seems that way until you run into reality. So let us as individuals do better by each other, be good examples, 
be exa good examples of loving people, supportive people, intelligent people. Work on yourself. Know that when you hear the news about foreign threats, the threats are inborn. It's like disease. Most diseases start from something small inside and then manifest outside. It's that cancer. When that cancer ravages a person, there is a small anomaly going on internally that causes an horrific external expression that people want to treat the external expression. When Michael passed away, the, 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 the cancer had morphed him into somebody unrecognizable except to those who could see his soul because his body was covered with tumors. But the, only the people that loved him could see him through the tumors. Maybe it's those who love us internally, who love internally. Can you see what is externally is horrible? What I see of this republic, the mindset of common people, it is horrible. So it's only the momentum and the remnants and the memories and the idea that this is a, a freedom is keeping it going because there's nothing else that can keep it going. They want to export to the whole world the diseased mindset of Western entitlement. Nobody wants that. And again, I'm not saying America bad, bad, bad. You want to challenge your friends and your neighbors to be better, especially the people you love. We want to all be better. We don't want to ride and rest on the laurels of a failed idea. Right? So you see the crisis of chemicals in the food and what that's doing to people. We see what obesity has done to the medical system. We've seen the failings of big pharma. Now you're seeing monopolies on the food industry that is causing food shortages. So there is opportunity for us to come together and do our own food cooperatives and be an example of how to navigate through this kind of hellscape. Finally, the EPA has announced they want to put a stop on forever chemicals and plastics in the water after 20 years. After 20 years. We want to do that today. I just repaired my water system at home, refreshed it and everything. We want to do that today. For we have today. We don't have yesterday. And tomorrow's not promised. So for the opt-outs, let's do simple things. Let's start with what the world needs, and that's love. Love the people you're with. Tell them. If it brings a tear to your eye like it does me, see, the sentiment in me, I have a tender heart. I have a muscle-bound body, a hard shell that protects a tender heart. My heart was tenderized by being pounded so much by extreme and horrific losses. I remember the dead. They are always there with me. When nobody's around, they speak to me. They have made me. I am sitting in a room in my office 
that is here because I made a promise to a man dying in his last dying breaths. Mr. Navies asked me to do for others what I had done for him with open heart. And because I am soldier, I am bound to a promise. This has cost me everything. I have no retirement. I make my money day to day, as Kate Kalin could see, to provide for my family. It produces tremendous anxiety and stress. But it is all worth a promise to me because I am made that way. I accept how I'm made. But the gifts, what it has not given me financially, has given me in all the young people I know who are doing well. Katie is doing well with her program that she created. Anthony is doing well with the things that he's done. He's a great Tai Chi teacher. He's become wealthy as a businessman. All my children have done well. All the children of my fathers and mothers of the past are doing well. You guys are all the children of my today. You guys are the product of my now. So when yesterday comes, you all have these amazing stories that you, when you came through here, you left better than you came. That's all I want to do. And I have fulfilled my purpose. And I hope that I can be here to witness more of these beautiful days. So when it's my time, I can smile and shut it down and say, hey, I rode this fucking dragon. And it was a hell of a ride. You got me, Kate? Yeah, I, I got you. Um, I don't really know how to follow that. <laughs> Vin does so much better at this than I am. But it's a great reminder. Well, I say, Planet Janet says she uses the term, I got you, Vin. So thank you, Planet Janet, one of my beautiful family members. I hope to hear your voice soon. All of my folks, I think now we have had over 10,000 people listen to our podcast. I'm looking for those opt-outs. And the difference in our podcast, maybe, than something else I'm trying to do, maybe it's not that different, is that this is from my heart. And we are open to your input and your interaction. And we want to do our best to mitigate human suffering by sharing tools, resources, means, and ways to change the way we think so we can live healthier lives, weller lives, and pass it on. That's it. Pretty cool. Check you next time. If you enjoyed the show, please consider leaving us a review on Podbean, iTunes, or your favorite podcasting app. Each five-star review helps us bring you more unique and insightful content. Learn more at dharmamedia.com. Peace.